Did you know that there is a wide variety of crystals that have healing properties? Find out what these powerful stones can do for your sense of well-being on today's episode of Ask the Resource Queen. Welcome. I am in one of the grooviest, positive energy places I could possibly be in a room filled with colorful, spectacular crystals. And I am at the studio of Lynn Tisa, and she has been doing work with crystals for at least 20 years. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Alex. What a treat. Well, thank you. Thank you. How'd you get into this? Oh, my goodness. It was not planned. Um, it's been a bit of a surprise uh, and continues to be. Um, over about 20 years ago, I was having a healing session. Uh, I went to see a woman who did crystal healing work uh, out of state. I was not living in Indianapolis at the time. And I sat up at the end of that healing session and a voice came out of me that wasn't mine. And I spoke the words, it's time for me to start acquiring crystals. <laughs> And it wasn't my voice, or it wasn't the voice that I recognized. You know how we hear our own voice a certain way. The word acquiring wasn't even in my vocabulary at that time. And um, it was quite a shocking experience. From there, that woman introduced me to a crystal broker. I started buying crystals like it was my full-time job, Alex. And I was like, wow, what's happening here? <laughs> Over time, I started taking coursework. Um, I, from the very first time I walked into this guy's place, I started having experiences with crystals that I couldn't understand. But I knew they were real. I knew there was something to it. And I went on this long pursuit and continue to pursue what that's all about for me. And I enjoy sharing it with others. I did not start um, this, what you're going to see further here, until about four years ago, five years ago. It never occurred to me to start selling crystals. What occurred to me was sharing their healing properties with people. For the skeptics in the crowd <laughs> who sure. think a rock is a rock is a rock. Mm -hmm. I was a healthy skeptic myself. In fact, I remember as a kid, the guy, uh, the family who lived behind us, the guy was just crazy about crystals and he had all the tumbler machines and polishing machines and he made a couple pieces of jewelry for me and as a kid I appreciated the gift but was sort of like, eh, crystals, what rocks, what, what's the big deal? <laughs> um, so I understand completely. I have come full circle. You know, I always thought they were like these amazing uh, elements of Mother Nature 
but I had no interest in him until literally I had that healing session. What happened in that healing session that spoke to you? Did you feel calmer? Did you feel, did it resolve some issue for you? The healing sessions always resolved issues for me, but they weren't necessarily intellectual. So it wasn't something that mm -hmm. I was going, oh, that's how that works, or oh, that's how that works. It was more of a, um, a feeling of lightness, a feeling of something's happened, uh, something's changing in me. I don't know that I fully intellectualize it. Um, and over time, things would start to shift and change and awarenesses would come. The, the process of hearing my voice speak in the way that it did when I said it's time for me to start acquiring crystals was so powerful in my system that I, I had to figure out what that was all about for me. It was, a, it was like a direct experience that I still to this day can't fully explain, um, but I'm really glad it happened. <laughs> and, and you embraced it. I did, I did. In the midst of my uh, corporate America job, my A-type personality, I mean, all of it was just really out there for me and really crazy and woo-woo and I was in denial, even as I continued to buy crystals. I didn't tell people about it. I was a bit in the closet. <laughs> well, there's probably a program for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's a 12-step sure crystal yes, program. Yes, I was Good in, point, Alex. Yes, yes. I was in the crystal closet, but now I am out. <laughs> you, may, you may be onto a great idea there. It could be. All right, so when I look at a crystal, mm -hmm. there's so many different varieties mm -hmm. and so many different forms. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between a, a rough crystal mm -hmm. versus a polished crystal? Sure. Um, first of all, um, these are all in varying stages of how they come out of the earth. Um, raw crystals, um, for the most part, come straight out of the earth and get dirt and dust polished off of them. Um, and then many crystals come out of the earth and, and get made into slabs where they get polished or made into spheres or um, all kinds of unusual shapes. Um, raw versus polished is, is strictly a personal preference. There is no difference in their metaphysical properties. Um, there's certainly a difference in their appearance. Um, but it's really personal preference. There's no better than or less than. Many of my clients love the rawness of the crystals. Many love the polished. So it, it really varies and you get to choose. I look at something raw and I think, oh, there must be more to it. <sighs> you know, because it's got all these yeah. um, points to interact with. Right. Versus something polished that mm. feels a little enclosed. Mm. Oh, interesting, okay. Yeah, well, uh, so a sphere would, would be a good description of that. And what's really cool about spheres is um, this particular one we're, I'm holding right now, which I know people can't see. Um, when this gets polished into a sphere, it starts out almost three times the size. And there's actually a machine that works pressure and um, molding to move it into the shape of a sphere. And what a sphere is great for is allowing the energy of the crystal to expand in a spherical fashion throughout a space. 
So some people do love that aspect of it. Other people love the points where it can, the energy can be more directed. Let's go around this beautiful room. And I'm just going to pick out different things that for some reason are speaking to me. Beautiful. I do not know what they are. This stone right here mm -hmm. has purple and brown and reddish and I, I don't know what this is, and it's spectacular. What is it? So this is called Aura Light 23. And what's really cool about this is it starts out as amethyst. Amethyst is a pretty well-known crystal. It's considered a master healer. Almost always you'll find it in purple, lavender, colors in that arena. What's really cool about this is as the amethyst forms, a wash of hematite comes into that mine in some way, shape, or form, and literally washes the top of that amethyst with hematite. These particular pieces are only found in Canada, and um, that's what gives them the trademark name of Auralite 23. Um, so when we think about amethyst as a master healer, hematite is a super grounding um, energy, and also a, um, the reddishness of it gives us energy. So we have the calm, and then we have the foundational grounding, but we also, from that place, have energy. So that's really what that's about. When you buy a crystal, mm -hmm. is it something that you want to keep with you? Is it something that you put in a room? Mm -hmm. how, how do you make that decision? Yeah, great. The, the best offering that I can provide around that is come and feel into the crystals or wherever you shop for crystals. Um, just go and hold them, feel into them, trust your instincts, trust the thoughts that arise as you pick up a crystal um, and just trust that. I wear lots of bracelets on my left side. The left side is the receiving side of our body. The right side is the giving. Um, I love to wear earrings, necklaces, um, I also like to have crystals all over my home. I have them on my bedside table. I have them in my kitchen. It's really, really a preference. And think of it like houseplants, right? That's a great, another example of mother nature. Crystals are really no different. In fact, crystals love to hang out in plants and around plants, as well as any place um, in our homes or even in our cars. I love that connection between plants and crystals yeah. and the fact that this is this is just nature exactly. offering us something valuable energetically yes. which is so cool all right i'm on to this i don't yes. know what this is what a color it's like um like a purple beet. Yes, yes, right? great, great new description. So this is um, this is actually what started it all for me. Um, this are, these are raw rubies with the exception of the two pillars in the center. They've obviously been polished and we've got one little beautiful sapphire in here too. Um, ruby um, is a tremendous heartstone. It's a crystal that um, energetically really insists that we go within our heart it's um, and go within. And it's kind of a stone where um, rose quartz is also a heart stone. And rose quartz is um, a gentle, loving heart stone where Ruby says, you're coming into your heart whether you're ready for it or not. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it, it actually pushes you a little bit. It's, um, yeah, it really, I would say that it, it calls you deeper from the inside out to come and play. It's spectacular. Yeah, please and, and I will say that the difference between the polished one, which has a whole bunch of other colors, white and gray, and you know, you see the mm -hmm. flecks of the ruby, but the raw ruby mm -hmm. really yeah, is speaking to me. There's something really powerful about these. And the rubies that I carry that are raw are what we call gem grade. These are actually the quality that gets sliced and then cabochons get cut. This piece alone that I'm holding would probably produce five to 600 pieces of jewelry. Wow. Yeah, so that's in part why they're a little pricey. And they were my very first crystal, um, they were the very first crystal that afternoon after that experience on the healing table that really got my attention. Well, they're spectacular. All right, so here we're moving to, I see this gorgeous, open amethyst yeah. that I think a lot of people have seen. However, now next to it is another flat, I don't even, I don't know what it is. It's so spectacular. It has this mineralized green background, but then the inside is sort of a pink and quartz. I don't know, is this a magnifier or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a big slab of deliciousness, that's yes. for sure. What yeah. is it? So this has been called this is called pink amethyst. And um, there's you see a little bit of the lavender in mm -hmm. here too, and there's some pockets of amethyst. This came from a mine in Brazil that um, was originally believed to be an amethyst mine. The further they went into the mine, they discovered that it was at the back end connected to a mine of rose quartz. And this area sort of in the back of um, is producing something that has rose quartz and amethyst together. And the transparency of it, the layers, quite, quite beautiful piece and um, super powerful in the arena of loving, healing and grounding. I mean, you could stand and stare at this for hours and yeah. every, every day see something different. Very true. Very, very true. And that's been so much of my experience with the crystals. I'll look at it one day and I see something, and the next day I see something entirely different. All right, over here on the left is something very odd looking. Mm -hmm. It looks like a clam yeah. with mm -hmm. something inside. So yes, what is this? Yes, this is called Okanite. And the one up at the very top, do you see how mm -hmm. fuzzy? It's almost like mm -hmm. cotton balls, mm -hmm. right? Those are actually microscopic um, little strands of crystals that have clustered together to look like that. These are found in China, and they're quite extraordinary. This particular one has hardened a little bit, and it also has some calcite in it. And then this little clamshell one that you mentioned has one in there and it also see the glittery parts of it so that indicates there's been a wash of druzy which is think of it as sort of a thick water with tiny tiny little particles of crystallization were these mined in the ground or was is this yeah. something this nothing here is from the sea uh, I do have one item from okay. the sea, but yes, these actually, and I apologize, I, I misquoted you, these items actually came out of India, out of the ground in India, yeah. Okay, okay. great. 
Great, great. All right, cool. we're walking along. I, I love everything blue. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's not to love, right? What is not to love? Now, mm. here's another spectacular, very interesting blue open crystal that I've never mm. seen. What is that? Yeah, this is celestite. And celestite is believed to be a crystal that aligns with the angels. Um, and all of these metaphysical um, descriptions or properties, what's so fascinating to me back when I first started studying these crystals is these um, these properties go back thousands and thousands of years. It's not like somebody just sat there and made it all up. People from all over the world have had similar experiences as they have sat with crystals. So it's really fascinating. Celestite's a, a beautiful crystal that helps us speak our truth. And in fact, this whole area, any crystal primarily that you find that's blue or bluish is going to be a crystal that helps us speak our truth and helps us with our throat chakra. Really spectacular. And, and these are both sort of raw and polished. Yes. Those are sort of semi-polished um, pieces of agate. And then those, those particular ones have been enhanced with some color to bring forth the um, patterns as well as the texture. What does that mean, the word agate? Agate, oh my goodness. Agate is just a great um, stone of protection. It's a grounding stone. Um, very simply just keeps us remembering the value we have in the earth and, and Mother Nature. All right, so here's a really cool stone that looks polished, but looks like it has a lot of movement to it. Uh, that's great. I love your observations. You're right on. This is um, a beautiful quartz crystal that has hematite running through it. You remember the mm -hmm. amethyst with the hematite wash? This is quartz with hematite in it, and then this one was shaped into a flame. So that movement is, is a very visible thing, and it helps us remember. Um, for some people, they like to speak about it as um, the power of our own inner flame. You spoke about the sphere and how the energy of the sphere would emanate out mm -hmm. this you know to the to the sides yes. you know almost like you know um, a microphone you know yeah. the, so when it, when something is more cylindrical or is pointy mm -hmm. in some way is that amplifying the energy upward yes okay. yes it is great very very good point I'm gonna get a gold star at the end of you this are land. you're doing great <laughs> you're definitely gonna be hired <laughs> all right so ooh cool green. All over here, and that, are they related? Are these greens related? Are they all different greens? No, they're all different. Yeah, they're all different. Okay, so what is, here's this fabulous multicolored green striped um, cylindrical piece with a, with a pointy, yeah, a little tower with a pointy yeah. head. What's that? That's a real powerful piece. It's called Green Aventurine, and that is also a heart stone. And it's also, it's, it helps us remember to stay centered in our hearts. Right to the right of it, you'll see some fluorite, green fluorite. Fluorite comes in many, many different colors. I selected these from a resource because of their transparency. 
Is that not beautiful? Yeah, spectacular. Oh, gosh, I love the veining in it and the vibrancy of the green. So does fluorite come from many places? It does. It does. So you could find different colors of fluorite in different places around the world. Correct. And it depends on the chemical composition of the ground, literally, or the mine where these things are found. Are these mined in, in deep mines? like they do for other precious stones, or do you not have to mine so deeply to get these? It, they're all very different. Okay. And, and again, it would depend on the country. Um, Herkimer diamonds, as an example, are um, actually the ones that I purchased come from Herkimer, New York. And I work directly with the gentleman who does the mining. And depending on, again, the chemical composition of the land and he, he can go as deep as six to eight feet, and sometimes he can find them as, as much as four or five feet. So it all depends on what's happened over millennia in that particular area of the world. What is this? Another wave mm. piece, but it's mostly sort of black and white and brown. Yes, and this is also the same. This is petrified wood or fossilized wood. And I just have to tell you the story about these. These are brand new to me. They come from Indonesia. And um, the story is they're from the rainforest. Um, and as trees go down in the rainforest, and then again, over millennia, as volcanic activity happens, the lava and the ash move into the rainforest. Because of the temperatures, there's no bugs. So this particular wood doesn't rot and it actually fossilizes over time. And if you hold it and feel it, it's almost, to me, it feels like glassy wood. It's really fascinating and super grounding and not to mention how structurally beautiful they are and they can serve as a backdrop or a landscape of crystals and beautiful elements to have in your home. It's different than anything else. Very. <laughs> Very <laughs> different. Much, All yeah. right, what's this? cool, oh just sparkler of a piece that has blues and greens and yellows and grays, and it's got all this texture running through it. Yes, and golden, and there's a little bit of lavender in there. This is labradorite, and um, these pieces come out of Madagascar. They are found in other areas of the, of the world, but I just prefer the Madagascan. This one up top is also... And they're so well known for their beautiful flash. Um, Labradorite's the stone of transformation, a piece you want to have as you're going through change. And we're always going through change. Yes, <laughs> yes we are. And it really serves to help us remember our center, um, particularly the golden aspects of it. Just beautiful crystal and always a crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never seen anything like that. Mm. All right, so here's another set of open. I'm just totally digging this. That's, yes, that's a beautiful slab of Ibis Jasper. Wonderful story about Ibis Jasper. So it starts out as a soft Jasper, which is about as common as agate, and it shatters under any kind of pressure. And then over time, quartz crystals enter into the picture, and you can see some beautiful quartz uh, veining throughout. Only when the quartz comes into where the um, jasper has literally exploded does it begin to rebuild itself. 
So for me, it speaks to our ability to include others and include new learnings and new situations to strengthen ourselves. When you said, just come and put your hands on things mm-hmm. and see if they speak to you. <laughs> on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, should should people be changing their crystals out? You never have to change them. Um, I'm a big believer that crystals don't do anything to us, Alex. Contrary to popular belief, and I'm sure many websites would not like me saying that, but <laughs> um, I, am, I am of the belief that we have everything we need right inside. And we have that perfection, we have the wisdom, we have the love, we have the self-power, self-fulfillment, all the things that we think we're striving for. Our only issue is we sort of get in the way of our own greatness. Crystals help us return to that awareness. If we walk up and pick up a crystal and go, oh, that feels so good. That feeling exists within us. It's not coming from the outside in. The crystal is literally reflecting it from the inside back out again. And that's why I love the crystals so much. As I as they have helped me uncover more of who I am, that's the message that I want to help people with and share with people. It's as if you are amplifying what you have within. Perfect. Exactly. Right? Taking yes. that taking those qualities, those energies and shining your light. Exactly. So to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Even so, even when we don't believe it ourselves or we don't have that self-confidence at that particular moment in time. Oh, yeah. there's there's just so much to see. <laughs> I'm going to ask about this this Ooh. rather large stony yeah. rust-colored wavy oh sculpture. Isn't that stunning? Yeah. It's ocean jasper. And it's so, to me, it shows up so feminine and so abundant and so delicious. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I recently learned a little more detail about ocean jasper. Um, It was discovered um, back in the, I'm not sure, 17 or 1800s. And a sample was sent to the um, Gemology um, Center in Paris. And then it took 75 years for them to find it again and go and mine it. And what they didn't realize is when it was initially found, it was low tide. So when they went back to find it, it was high tide and they couldn't find it. (laughs) So it's really quite a magical story, particularly out of Madagascar. Yes. And what I love about, what I really love about this, and as you can see from so many of my crystals, the naturalness of it, a lot of it is left in place. And they, they work, any crystal worker works to bring forth the best possible beauty of each crystal. I remember seeing the sculpture that Michelangelo did of the David. And I remember on the way into seeing the final sculpture, they had all these studies that he had done with other pieces of marble. And I think the guide talked about the fact that, that the figure had to emerge from the marble and that that was how he worked. So when you describe this ocean jasper, that's what I see. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. I love that. And yes. Yes. So I'm sorry to say that we've run out of time for today. That doesn't mean we're not going to do another show about crystals in the future. Beautiful. Lynn, if somebody is interested in 
meeting with you, consulting with you, doing a crystal healing, any yes. of the above, how Thank do you. they contact you? Thank you, Alex. They can contact me via Facebook under my name, Lynn Tisa, and it's T-I-S-Z-A. They can call me or text me at 917-715-5715. What a thrill. I've had so much fun. I've learned something. Always my goal. Thank you, Lynn, for everything you do to help people feel even better. Thanks, Alex. Such a pleasure. Are you dealing with anxiety, pain, insomnia, or inflammation? If so, then CBD may be the answer you are seeking. At CBD Jubilee, we understand that you may have tried many different supplements and medications without success. CBD is a different kind of supplement. It works on a system in your body to get your whole self back in balance. We hope you will come talk to us at 6418 Carrollton Avenue in Broad Ripple, or you may check out our website, cbdjubilee.com. Thanks for tuning in. Please join us next week for a new edition of Ask the Resource Queen. Yeah.